With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everyone. Before we get started, I need to give a warning for story number three for sexual harassment. As usual... I'll have the story labeled in a pinned comment in the timestamps. Now that all that's out of the way, let's get into the stories. And remember, to always, stay hungry. I want to keep myself and my coworkers anonymous for this story just for safety reasons. I currently work as a barista at a very popular coffee shop in my town. I had gone in for the night shift from 5pm to 10pm that night. I was working with a couple of my favorite co-workers who'll go by A&S, as well as my favorite shift supervisor who for this story will be addressed as M. The lobby was closed since it was about an hour before closing time, and we closed the lobby early due to security reasons. There were several incidents with homeless people either purposely blocking the entrance when baristas had to leave or suspicious people who were locking themselves in the bathroom after hours refusing to leave and we had to get the police involved. This night though was definitely different from those nights. S was running drive through orders while I was working on mobile drinks and also preparing the upcoming drive through order when we both overhear a commotion on our headsets from the drive through speaker. There was yelling between two men. We had seen on our drive through camera that the driver of a minivan whom was ordering drinks for his wife and kids, whom were also in the car, was yelling at a man outside of the vehicle. Then we saw the man try to open the back doors where the kids were at, and the kids were crying and screaming, and very scared. But the man kept yelling at him to back up or he'd have some problems. The guy then punches the driver in the face and tries to open the door. Then he attempts to try and pull the driver out of the vehicle and we could hear and see the wife yelling and pretty much holding on to her husband who was the driver so the man couldn't get access to the car. Meanwhile, without me and S knowing, Supervisor M and Barista A had gotten a hold of the police since A had overheard the commotion on the headset as well and was near the phone. Before the police arrived, the guy had actually bolted over to the next door fast food joint out of our sight. The police showed up and luckily the man was caught. He had assaulted an elderly woman just getting out of her vehicle in the next door fast food joint's parking lot. They sicked the canine on him, and the dog caught him after doing some decent damage to his leg. They cuffed the man and put him in the car, while the other cops asked S and me and the family what all happened, and our supervisor texted our boss as well as put in the report for the incident. The elderly woman was okay, just slightly bruised on her face, and the family was safe. The driver did have a bloody nose and slight bruising as well, which was from the other man punching him in the face. We covered all their drinks and had offered the kids some sweet bakery items. In the end, luckily no one was seriously injured, but it definitely was a night to remember. It's a reminder to be careful and weary of your surroundings, especially when it comes to working late at night. 
I'm a 32-year-old man, and I've been driving Metro for 8 years now. I really enjoyed it, and I was always keen to start my shifts. Since a couple of months back, one of my colleagues had asked me to swap our shifts so he could work mornings, and I'll take his late shifts, which usually ends around midnight. I have encountered a couple of drunk and rude passengers who were too wasted to get off at the last stop, but these count as normal, unfortunately. A week ago, I was driving. The time was around 10.30pm when I heard strange noises. When I arrived at the next station, I noticed that these noises were coming from my cab door that divide the passenger's cabin and the driver cab. The metro car had CCTV, however, it wasn't working that night. Since I couldn't see anything on the camera, I decided it was best to ignore the noises and just keep going. As I started to drive again, I heard a loud knock on the driver cab door. Now, as I said, it's a new train equipped with SOS buttons and speakers. It was extremely strange that someone would come to the front and knock on the door, especially while the train is between two stations. When I arrived at my next stop, I had hesitated a bit, but I decided to open the door and see what the hell's going on, and as you might have guessed, it was a bad idea. Immediately, a man charged at me and asked for my money, cell phone, and any valuables I had. Luckily, I had enough time to hit the panic alarm, which is a red button inside the driver's cabin and connects the drivers to the control center room. The man froze as the red button made a loud beeping sound for 15 seconds. Luckily, the police officers appeared and realized the situation. The man had been arrested, and later the police told me that my colleague had been arrested too, as he was actually part of the robbery. Apparently, he had a rage against the company and decided to cause them harm. As it turns out, he had only swapped shifts with me that night to get me to do the night shift so that his associate could proceed with the rest. The company thanked me for my cooperation during this incident, and I kept working for them. The point of this story is to always keep an eye on your surroundings, because even your own colleague can be a criminal and cause you harm. I'm a 31-year-old woman working at a law firm as a paralegal in Savannah, Georgia. I've been a paralegal here for the last three years. We just recently began hiring some new team members to help with some new cases that we've been taking on. One of the new hires was named Anthony, a big and tall black man who was probably in his late 20s. Anthony was new to paralegal work as he had just gotten his degree a month before he was hired. I kept this in mind when he would constantly ask me to assist him with a certain project. Anthony never seemed odd, but once I heard some rumors, I began to notice some strange things about him. A co-worker of mine had apparently complained about him coming on to her to the attorneys. She claimed that he would constantly comment on her appearance and stand there and stare at her when he thought she was not looking. This rumor struck me as a surprise. I always just thought that he was just socially awkward, but never really got creepier vibes from him. I just tried to ignore it, but it did sit in the back of my mind when I was around him. A few weeks after the rumor had died off, things got a little weird. Anthony had a long commute to work every day, so he would show up and leave work an hour early. One morning, I had gotten to work almost 30 minutes earlier than usual, and it looked like I was the first person at the office. The lights were out and the front door was locked, 
so I unlocked it and walked in. When I stepped in, I had planned to leave most of the lights off other than the one by the desk to enjoy the dim lighting until everyone else showed up. As I passed through the almost pitch dark building, I got an eerie feeling, so I hurried over to my desk. I turned my desk light on and threw on my headphones to start my day. I was about 10 minutes into my work when I had noticed a tall figure in the darkness. Hello. It was Anthony. I damn near jumped out of my skin. Oh, hi Anthony. I didn't realize you were here. I said. Yup. He replied as a shadowy silhouette stood there in the darkness just staring at me. I tried to work and act like I couldn't see him. It felt like a lifetime passed until I finally looked up and I noticed he was gone. This was very unsettling to me. My firm works with survivors of sexual abuse and that interaction seems like a story with a very bad ending. Fortunately for me, nothing happened. One day I came to work and I had noticed a note on my desk. The note read lunch with a bunch of question marks with Anthony's name signed next to it. This was weird as fuck considering that he was accused of hitting on a coworker. I threw it away and just ignored it. When I got up to go grab my lunch out of the fridge, he was standing there in my way. Hey Michelle, he told me. So how about that lunch date? I just laughed and said that I didn't think it would be appropriate since I'm getting married. I tried to walk past him but he kept standing in the way and blocking my direction. Come on, Michelle. How about a lunch date as friends? I politely laughed and jokingly told him to get out of my way. He then let me pass, but he acted like he smelled the air as I walked by. He then began to try and guess my perfume, which was totally inappropriate and weird. The next day, I showed up to work with a bottle of some cheap-ass perfume on my desk. There was a note written by it that said, Wear this. It's my favorite, with his name signed on the note. I threw the bottle of perfume right in the trash and then stormed into my boss's office to tell her. She was completely shocked when I told her the news. She then told me that Anthony had done something similar with my other coworker, but that when he was confronted, he claimed to be gay. She told me that maybe he's just being friendly and to try and brush it off, and that she'll have a talk with him. On that drive home, I had walked to my car and I had saw Anthony standing in the distance staring at me. He gave me the creepiest smile and waved at me. I knew that liar was definitely not gay. On that Friday, the staff had all pretty much left early, but I didn't realize it until 20 minutes until 5. I grabbed my things and I was planning on heading out until Anthony came over to my desk. Hey there, beautiful. You look very nice today. I was already in a bad mood, so I just hit him back with, Are you really gay or just a fucking creep? He laughed and he pointed to the picture on my desk of me and my husband. Does that look gay to you? He asked. I looked at the image and I noticed he had cut an image of his face out and had put it over my husband. What the fuck is wrong with you? I yelled, hoping someone would hear me. You know it's just us here, right? He said as he cornered me to a wall. I then yelled for help. Stop that! There's no one here! He yelled. 
I started to unzip his pants, and he told me he was going to show me his penis. I started to scream and shut my eyes. He grabbed my shirt, and he told me to take it off. Come on, just show me something, girl, he said. I finally kicked him in the balls as hard as I could, then ran out of the office. Later that Monday, I had showed up to work ready to tell my boss everything that had happened. She then told me that Anthony called Friday night, and he told her he had to quit. He said that he was tired of being accused of things he didn't do. My boss and I both knew that he was full of shit, but he was really lucky he quit. The story goes out to anyone who gets bad vibes from creeps at work. Stay safe. The story is short, but it was definitely one of the scariest and traumatic moments of my life. It caused my mental health to be absolutely destroyed as well. Let me just say I'm a 19-year-old female from the West Coast. At the time, I was a 17-year-old senior in high school. I live in a small but big town, and there's some really good parts of town and some really bad parts. But overall, you can find really sketchy people everywhere. This is important to the story. I grew up on the better-known side of town, and I also worked there as well. At the time, I was working at the local chicken fast food place. I'm not going to say the name because I don't know if I can. I had been working there for a month already, and I had finally gotten moved to work the drive through and take orders in the front. You meet all kinds of people while working that kind of job. Some are super interesting and funny, and some are definitely odd. However, due to COVID, we had our front lobby closed for a long time. That night, though, it was one of the first nights we opened up the lobby. However, we really didn't get many customers in the front, so it was pretty boring. We had daily closing tasks where we would basically have to clean parts of the store, and we did a really good job of splitting it evenly amongst the co-workers. I want to note that I absolutely loved my co-workers at that job. They were all really fun, and we never really had any drama either. Most of us knew each other from school, so we got along pretty good, which honestly made this night even harder for me to process. I was cleaning the chicken warmers, and basically there's a part where you have to drain it and clean the water heater part, but the machine wasn't draining. My manager and I tried everything. He joked around and said that we'd have to get straws and suck it out, but make sure to not drink it. It was pretty funny. We walked over to the office trying to find something to unclog the drain, but then I noticed a customer walk in the front, and I got excited. I walked over there, and I told my manager that I was taking an order. But right after I turned my head back to the guy, I just had the worst gut feeling ever. It felt like my entire stomach just dropped. I grew up with a first recon marine father, and he did a lot of training in many different areas of the Marine Corps. Basically, he's taught me my whole life to examine people's behaviors, body language, and other important things. This man immediately turned around when I got him to the front, and I knew that he was definitely tweaked out on something, and that this encounter wasn't going to end well. He turned back around, standing at probably about 5 foot 11 to maybe 6 foot, and his pupils were the smallest I've ever seen in my life, and he just had this look of rage on his face. He was wearing a beanie and a COVID mask, but I could tell that he definitely had range building up, 
probably from the frustration of needing money for drugs. He pulled out a gun from his hoodie and pointed it at my head, then said, Give me the fucking money! I froze. I literally froze in place and began to stutter. I, I don't know how. I don't know how. That's the thing. I literally didn't know how to open the register without taking an order, and I was scared if I took too long he would think I was trying to press an emergency button. We had burglar alarms at the time, but they were in the most inconvenient spots ever above the drive through window and in the freezer. Like what the fuck? This guy's gun is in my face maybe inches away, and I just think, I can either get shot right in my fucking head, or run to the office and get possibly shot in my back and have somewhat of a chance of surviving. So I ran. I don't care what anyone says, you don't know what the hell you do until you're actually in that situation. I told my manager that we were getting robbed and he didn't believe it at first until he peeked out and saw the guy jump over the counter. My manager then asked what he wants and then the guy says, Give me all the fucking money, now! I was hiding in the office when I saw two of my coworkers who we'll call Misty and Allie walk from the back and I then screamed to get down. They were sisters too, so Misty yanked Allie down and Allie started hysterically crying. I told her to be quiet, and I motioned to shush so she wouldn't make the dude freak out and shoot someone or something. As our manager was giving this guy literally the whole cash register slot because this dude had no bags or anything to carry the money, he just keeps screaming for more. That's the thing. We didn't have any more money. There was a moment where I genuinely thought that was the end and I was going to die. All I could think about was my little brother and sister and what was going to happen to them. Even though I have a massive age gap with them, I helped raise both of those kids. I loved them so much. I couldn't die right there. Eventually, my manager gave this dude around $600 that was his rent money that he just took out of the bank that night. I immediately called 911 and I was trying my best to whisper and hide it. Let's just say the 911 operator was amazing. He immediately calmed me down and got all the information. He stayed on the phone with me the whole time until the cops arrived and just kept saying, Rachel, you're gonna be okay. This dumbass tweaker fell over the counter and dropped most of the money and the gun. Then he just bolted out of there. My manager picked up the gun and pointed it at him, then threw it on a tray. When the cops arrived, they immediately cleared the place. Even though we told him he dipped, I still gave my statement to the officer while bawling my eyes out. He asked me if I felt like my life was at risk, and I was just like, yeah, I had a fucking gun pointed at my head. I then asked the officer if the gun was real. I just wanted to double check, you know? He said it was, and then I asked the question that was stuck in my head the whole time. Was the safety on? He said no. Then for some reason, I felt fine. I was definitely shaken up, but I had called my mom and reassured her I was okay. Then I went home. She immediately called my dad. My parents are divorced and I love my dad, but we didn't really have the best relationship ever growing up. Nothing to how it is now. I had a habit of not telling him when bad things happened to me. He had asked me all the routine questions. What did he look like? How tall? What race? What did the gun look like? You know. I had asked my parents not to tell anyone about it because I didn't want to talk about it. But of course they couldn't. 
My dad basically wanted to track this dude down, which he's fully capable of doing. The next day, I had tried to go to school. By my second period, I had a huge anxiety attack. I was sent home, and my school was extremely understanding of it, and it even offered me counseling. But the lady who's in charge of that really sucks, so I didn't go. I ended up low-key having a mental breakdown before school a few days later, and my mom kept me home for a good week or so. The police department front desk lady gave my mom some good counseling resources, and I ended up finding a really great therapist who really helped me deal through this trauma. I was actually diagnosed with PTSD and an anxiety disorder after this whole ordeal. I've definitely found better ways now to deal with my fears of guns and loud noises, but there's a few times during the day I think about how I was so close to death. I really am lucky to have survived that.